Okay, so I guess it's officially rolling. Episode two. Episode episode three. 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 Episode three. three. Yeah, officially episode three. And um, yeah, man, I think this is our first time just freestyling this intro. Yep. This one's featuring a family friend. A family friend. Uh, my cousin, actually. His name is Fonzie. His name is Chris. Chris. He goes by Fonzie. And uh, yeah, right now he's running the the hottest ghost kitchen concept in the city of Dallas. Yeah. You know, he's cooking Detroit style pies um, out of his random kitchens. Uh, yeah. He's having a blast doing it. Great success so far. Putting uh, Detroit style pizza on the map here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a fun hour long conversation. Talk about his story, um, how he pivoted during the pandemic. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting was, you know, while most people were testing out banana bread recipes, that guy was in the lab testing out Detroit style pizza recipes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's paying off, right? It is. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy episode three. Episode three. In the books. In the books. So, listen up, y'all. guys hey welcome to our moment shack podcast and uh just to start things off we just want to introduce uh the concept of this podcast is uh, for us all the guys in moment shack to capture our story you know learn to be able to tell it and you know capture and document the process as we go uh show y'all about you know our success and failures you know hopefully we you can take a little bit of information from, from these podcasts and apply it to your own business if you're trying to set something up or, you know, apply it for your individual life as well, right? And uh, another way that, you know, that we want to improve ourselves is to, to be able to connect with people on a deeper level, you know, hence we're having different types of uh, guests on and just to try to ask them about their story as well and learn from their successes and failure. And, uh, yeah, and to add to that, as we all know, it's been super crazy lately. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and a lot of businesses are suffering. They're closing down, and it's very unfortunate to see that happening. And on the flip side, a lot of uh, businesses are emerging, and it's exciting, especially here in Dallas. We have a very special guest today, and you know we're going to let him introduce himself just uh, at a high level, you know, this is one of the hottest businesses that has <laughs> been coming up. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they go by Eight Mile Pies. Yeah. And uh, the founder is Fonzie. And so, you know, we want to, you know, pass it over to you if uh, you want to do a quick introduction. And for sure. It's way back, man. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Sure, um, sure. I don't know, is this your second podcast or third? Yeah, second podcast. Congratulations. This is really cool. Um, I think this is something the Dallas area needs um, and maybe, you know, further out, outside of Dallas. Um, I'd love to be able to hear about people's stories, where they came from, what they're going through. Um, But just a little bit about me. My name is Fonzie. I am the owner-operator of 8 Mile Pies, a burgeoning pop-up here in the Dallas area. Um, I started probably at the onset of 
COVID season. So earlier this year, March, April, um, and I, I before prior to this, I had a another pop up called General Sos, and we started that last year, um, and we were hung out with you guys a lot, night markets and whatnot, and um, since COVID happened, we needed to pivot, and making pizzas was something that I used to do for friends and family, you know, when we get together after a late night or before we head out, it's just something, it's an easy dish you could share, you know, who doesn't like pizzas? Um, so we would get together and have these pies. And um, there's another place, another very successful pizzeria down in Austin called Via 313. And I, I'm in love with them. They're, they're like my first real Detroit style pizza outside of like a Jets or a Little Caesars growing up. And I had to have it because no one had it up here. Um, we moved here three years ago and there was just nothing like it. So you'd either have to, you'd basically have to drive down there and people would drive down there. And if we were ever in the Austin area, we would, you know, stop by. Anyways, so I would try to recreate these pies, um, and I found some success probably towards the end of last year, early this year. Although I tweaked the recipe, you know, it's, it's ever-evolving. I think I've gotten to a good point. Um, we started, like I said, in March, and we were basically just slinging pies out of our kitchen, mm -hmm. and... I don't know what the goal was. The goal was just to probably make some money and spend some time because, you know, what else are you going to do during this time? You can't talk to people. You can't hang out. You can't do really much of anything. So I, having lived through um, the last recession in 08, I knew that there's always money to be made during crazy times. You just have to kind of like, figure out what people need and i i guess we were lucky and pizza is just like it's it's a comfort food for a lot of people who who does not like yeah. pizza um if you're a vegetarian you can have your pie if you you love meat meat eaters you know meat whatever they call it nowadays um meat lovers, meat lovers yeah. carnivore whatever you want to call it there's just something for any everyone and then you can always like make it yours that's the special thing mm -hmm. so we started out like i said out of our apartment and originally what i wanted to do was just sell it to our apartment complex because it's just like hey we're in this place with maybe a hundred people and if i can sell 10 pies like uh, you know 10 percent, i'm killing it you know right, whatever right. and so I, I made an instagram account and I would post it on a Friday night. And when we first started, it was like one or two pies. It was like, it was nothing. <laughs> and one of our friends, um, Ulam, Anna with uh, Ulam Dallas, she supported us. She grabbed up a pie and just posted one on her Instagram account. And then that one became two. And then two, four, it just got uh, exponential. Right. And we're here now, and what we, I guess our, our business model now is, um, what I wanted to do was try to find bakeries or coffee shops 
that weren't using their facilities at night. I would reach out to them. I would hopefully strike a partnership and use their facilities at nighttime when they weren't using it and you know, give them a percentage or pay them a flat fee, whatever the case may be, but that way they can supplement their income. Um, if I can just help them pay for a day's worth of rent and power utilities, whatever the case may be. And I think that is a, so far, it seems to be successful. It's not proven yet, um, but that's where we get these ghost kitchens. I guess that's what they're labeling them now. Right. Um, as. So maybe that could be a new business model um, for them. But again, it's just too too new, too soon. Totally yeah, because right. there's I don't know how the laws and permitting stipulates all that stuff. But I'm pretty sure once the city figures out, hey, something's going on, they're gonna want to regulate it somehow. Yeah, because right. you can't you can't be a business without someone having their hand in your pocket too. So it's just a matter of time before there's regulations. So right now I feel like um, this is a perfect time to strike out. If you have an idea, mm -hmm. you know, what else could you lose? There's, right. you know, it, it's, it's, it's time, Yeah. right? Yeah, like in a way it's like the wild west out here. It is, anything it's goes, man. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, I know I didn't give you a background on me. I can give you a background oh, 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 on me yeah. as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Take us way back. <laughs> okay, so um, I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am first-gen American born. My parents are both Vietnamese refugees. Uh, my dad fought for the Southern Vietnamese Air Force, and they helped or they worked with, they fought with, American soldiers um, that wasn't successful so he's here now and my folks met in Louisiana they got married I was born there and I kind of made my way eastward so we I lived in Mississippi Alabama um, and Georgia I spent the most of so far the most of my um, adult life in Georgia so that's where I um, you know, started my career, um, but outside of my professional career, I, I am a um, software engineer. But before that, during college and all throughout high school, I worked in restaurants. So the most like the most business experience I've had was working in a restaurant. So this, what we're doing now, it's pretty, it's like secondhand, uh, like secondhand knowledge. So I've, I've experienced that as far as managing and like mm -hmm. owning and running that I, I'm still learning now and I'm yeah. sure you guys will have questions for me, but so the, the influence of my, I guess, culinary career is Southern food with an emphasis on, um, Asian, mm -hmm. mainly Vietnamese and Cajun. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, I get my flavor from. Yeah. So is that where the, the idea of General So came from? General So was kind of uh, like that. I wanted to do something Cajun, but I felt there's a lot of Cajun places here. Mm -hmm. And so living in Atlanta, um, I don't know why Atlanta was the place for this, but there's like a, a good healthy food scene there and Szechuanese cuisine is pretty dominant now. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a there's a chef, a very 
very famous chef, Peter Chang, he opened up uh, a couple of restaurants over there. And I just fell in love that the whole Szechuan uh, hot numbing peppercorn yeah. and like the fire fish. And it's just like really, really bold, very oily in your face. It just kicks you in the teeth. Um, and they, did, they didn't have that here, especially in like Dallas proper. Maybe if you go out to the Burbs, you'll find something like that. But in the city limits, you can't find you can't really find much of like different foods here. Yeah. It's very, it seems when we, when we moved here, we just thought it, it's a little, I don't want to say boring, but it's a, uh, it's a little pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah. Underdeveloped. Un under. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, there's a lot of room for growth, room for improvement. And I, that obviously this past year has been Dallas's best year in terms of food. We're ranked in, I guess, the number one food city in the United mm -hmm. States, yeah. which is which is awesome. I still feel that, I don't know, there's just more room to grow, right? There's other cuisines, um, stuff like that. Yeah. More cuisine, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you, man. Yeah. And I think, like, before you brought on 8 Mile Pies, like, I have not heard of any Detroit style. Yeah. Pizzas ever. So, like, I think, would you consider yourself the <laughs> the pioneer in, in the Detroit style pizza uh, game in the city of Dallas? In the city of Dallas? I don't know. Maybe, um, like I said, we, we really enjoyed Via 313. Mm -hmm. and and that's in Austin, yeah. right? That is in okay. Austin. But what about and, here in Dallas? Hold on. Let me get back to that. Let me go on a tangent here. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I think I might have, like, ping them through their contact us sheets way back when when i first moved here um to say hey if you guys wanted to uh do some type of what's it called like a franchise thing i would i would be cool with bringing that up to dallas but i i thought i got some i think i got some like canned we're not looking into that type of answer right now so yeah. i just left it at that like it, if if I needed that pie, I'd have to go to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for this year, I don't know why. I just wanted to to make it, so I I just sold it, mm -hmm. and I couldn't find anyone else up here that made it. Um, if they did, they didn't push it hard, so it, they didn't market it well. So I couldn't name. I really literally couldn't name anyone who served it. But now it's yeah. like it's the new food trend, like a square square pie. So. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because yeah. everyone wins with pizza, man. You, you know, if if I'm not the first, I won't be the last. So it's just going to be a ton of people trying to do it from here on out. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And you know, let's take it a little bit back when uh, you started General So. Sure. Right. Because you moved to Dallas because of work. Yeah. Then what got you into the pop-up scene? You know, what inspired you? Uh, so honestly, it's you guys, Momo Shack. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just a disclaimer, I am related to one of the uh, Momo bros. <laughs> Through marriage, I am, yeah, we're, we're one big happy family. Um, but I saw what Thang was doing. This, I think this is before I even met you guys. Um, he was just, you guys had set up at the stall at the, the farmer's market. And I mean, you know, people were talking about it and I'd always kind of wanted to do something. The, right. the fire was there, but there was never, I didn't have the know-how and I, um, 
I just thought it was hard. I didn't know. It's just, uh, uh, it's hard to get into. The, right. The barrier to entry is pretty high because you just need the know-how. And there, if I didn't have Thang or you guys, then I might not have uh, pursued it. But anyways, it was more of a, hey, he's doing it. I can do it too. Tactile, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if this guy can do it. Yeah. Right. But it's uh, it's tough. And for you guys to have three, four people in your team, it, it really helps because you get to lean on each other. I have my wife, Lori, and she helps um, with the uh, kind of like the day-to-day finances, right. more back, mm-hmm. back office mm-hmm. stuff, whereas I take care of anything food-related. Yeah, the operation. The operations. Um so that's how we got in. So you guys gave us some of these nuggets of information and we just took it and piecemealed it together and just saw what we could kind of get away with uh-huh. uh, as far as opening or running a pop-up in Dallas. Because again, the permit yeah. permitting and the regulations, no one, mm-hmm. it's still kind of like it's a gray line, line right? you know, yeah. gray, gray area. Right. Um, but I'm pretty sure one day they're going to just kind of like, Bring, you know the hammers, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do for whoever is listening, all three people that's listening right now. Um, if you decide to do something, especially in this area right now, I think this is the best time. It, it's never going to be better, yeah, because it's only going to get harder. You know, once yeah. they have all these regulations. I know, if, like when we do these night markets, uh-huh. all of the because because with General So. Our biggest product was a chicken-based product, chicken. raw chicken, mm-hmm. and we fried it on site. So, you know, what's the harm in that? But there's like there's a lot of rules around having and handling raw meat, and you know, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. We you know, right. yeah. we just kind of learn as we go. Um, so, uh, to answer your question, Dion, I started the general. So I had a couple of like menu items that I really really missed from Atlanta. And then my goal was just, just to reproduce it. It's, I, I am not a chef. I can't come up with, you know, meals and plates and I can't make it look fancy. But once I taste something that I really enjoy, I can fine tune it and get it at least yeah. as close to the real thing. So I don't yeah. have to find anything here. I just make it myself. <laughs> so that's how we got we got the cumin lamb, the chicky nugs. Um, everything's kind of like very high heat numbing um intense flavor for mm-hmm. szechuan and obviously cajun as well and we did our cajun crawfish etouffee right um we had a gumbo and there was something else like a, a dry fried eggplant it's a it's a deep fried chinese eggplant yeah. and then we dry fry it with red pepper uh like these szechuan peppercorns so it's like it's dank dude that sounds awesome man yeah. so it just sounds like you're just replicating yes. what you enjoy eating. Yes. You know, your passion yeah. and just turning that into yeah. like a income, right? A, a way to... For sure. Right. So hopefully, you know, in, in the future, you can sustain yourself and your family. Yes. So with that being said, that passion of yours, that cooking passion, what ignited it? Like, do you remember, was there like a pivotal point in your like early years that, that ignited this, this cooking passion for you? I don't think it's ever been a passion. It's maybe it is. I don't know why I would define. <laughs> <laughs> I say you're a chef. <laughs> no, I'm not a chef. Uh, so you know, growing up, you see your mom, grandma in the kitchen, 
and they would bang up these fire bomb meals, you know, yeah. real quick too on the fly. Um, and going to college, you know, you wanted some of that home cooking and I went to college far away. So my mom couldn't, you know, just send me something or fix me something. I couldn't go home real right quick. Uh, so I would just call her or my dad and just ask, Hey, what do you, how do you do this? Yeah. What do you put in it? And then, you know, they gave me those little nuggets and then you just kind of, um, trial and error, man. So you, you know what it's supposed to taste like. Let's say for, for me, it was a, a dish called Titka okay. and it's basically a braised, um, pork belly or, uh, pork spare ribs with, uh, boiled eggs and then you just kind of braise it for a while and plate it in a bowl with some just rice and maybe some pickled vegetables and call it a day it was awesome it was it was, it was banger mm-hmm. um so i'd call them if i was craving anything they would say hey try this try that but it was never like it was never an exact yeah. amount it was always oh just add you know just uh-huh. a pinch of this a spoonful of this it's never, over time yeah over yeah. time and then as as you went along um you kind of and you went back home you tasted mom's um and then you just kind of fine-tuned to where you can just adjust the taste while you're cooking okay so uh that i think that's where my passion started um as far as just cooking in general, I was a line cook. I've always been a line cook. I started out as a busboy, uh, front of the house, and then went to wash dishes, and then mm-hmm. prep, uh, and then the line, and then you either was a, sh- um, an, a head line cook where you worked the grill, or um, like I-, I tossed pizzas for a few years during mm-hmm. college. Um, so you, everyone who's in the industry, if you if you worked in the back of the house, that's yeah. that's how you you know. You get your reps in, right? Yeah. You yeah. start, you start from the bottom. You wash dishes. So, I th- and I think that's like the best r- route to go because everyone knows how how it sucks, man. You're yeah. you're back there in the trenches. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. You're losing salt. You're sweating, yeah. and people are just yelling at you to get shit out. Yeah. And it's dirty, you know. You can get sick. There's people's germs all over the right. place. So, um, the people who can work those types of jobs they have to have some kind of like this mental fortitude that's just like that grit yeah, yeah. it's because i don't know if that's a forever thing for them because it wasn't for me it was just kind of like go in there earn your dues take your licks whatever and then go to the next level mm-hmm. you know prep and then you know do something else so you knew that back in the day like you had to put in the time but you had yeah. bigger goals you know that yeah you accomplish. because when you're in the kitchen the 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 best place to be is on the line because right. you're you're there with like-minded people and all right. you're doing is cooking up cooking great food but also uh-huh. talking shit about people <laughs> yeah. like if, if, if people yeah. are um, sending stuff back or you know uh, yeah. the servers or the expo or whoever yeah. you're just like these are your war buddies right now. You're you're yeah. fighting a battle every single yeah. night from five to nine, and it's hot. It's intense. People are yelling yeah. at you. Um, it's awesome though. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Dude, I, I completely agree with what you just said because like <laughs> in the pop up situation, right? Like, yeah, you're bringing your whole setup for sure in order to replicate that same environment. Yes, right. So like you you have 
four people on the line, yeah. you know, cooking dumplings or, or chicken nuggets or whatever, yeah. and you're facing the pressure of people staring you down, like, dude, where's my order? Yeah. Is my heat right? And it's just like, yeah, yeah this is super fun, man. Yeah, but and for, and for pop-ups, I think it's even worse because you're essentially, you're building a restaurant on the fly. On the fly, yeah. And yeah. serving, you know, X amount, 100 people a night. You're doing 100 covers. Yeah. And then you have to break down. You have to clean, clean. up. And then you got to pack your shit up and move it. Yeah. And do it again some other time. Do you remember your first time when you did a pop-up? Because I know yeah, that absolutely. a lot of people yeah. are listening. And yeah. they're like, man, I want to do this too. <laughs> yeah. like, can you walk us through it? So the first, uh, our first pop-up was a, um, a Hagfest night market. It was in March of last year. So it's kind of like a, it was the World DS Day slash um, New Year, Lunar New Year, I think. And uh, Chef... Ray with Sandwich Hag was gracious enough to extend us an offer to, to fill that last slot that was open. So we, um, we, we met up with Thang at Chef Ray's. I did an impromptu grilling session right there. She gave me, she put me on blast. <laughs> she brought me <laughs> down and I, I thought my shit was the bomb, man. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she gave me the green light. It was, it was, you know, it was awesome. So we, we, we uh, bought all the stuff we needed. We did another test run. I prepped the night before. We came out that morning or that early afternoon, set up, um, and I didn't know what to expect, yeah. to be honest. I thought we were gonna be duds because no one knew you know, what Szechuanese cooking or they wouldn't, uh -huh. be, they wouldn't be down to try lamb because that's kind of one of those odd you know, cuts of meat people don't understand. Um, but yeah, we, we killed it, man. Um, people were just, they were very interested. The people who showed up, I think had, they showed up with an open mind mm -hmm. and they were cool with just trying all of the tents. And once they found something that they liked, they would come back and then they would just talk about it. And you know, these, these events are packed so people can hear, they can talk. Everyone's right. just like chilling. Um, and so we got some more repeat customers, even even customers who were, um, they were pop-ups too. They would come over and, and support us. And that's how we got our first start. It was, it was hot, it was hectic. We had family members come out to support everyone. It would, it's really cool with the pop-ups, like your friends and family, they always show love. Yeah. Um, so that helped out a lot. And then you guys showed up you guys were right next to us too, yeah. and then you guys had some Jameson, so that really helped us it out helped too. Lot, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> helped drinking, us, drinking yes, during the pop up—it's—it's <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I love that part. It takes I don't that know. pressure off. Yeah, it really does. I—I <laughs> <laughs> I think the camaraderie in that situation, because what you're—you have your head down, you're in the weeds, you're mm -hmm. like 10, 20 tickets deep. People are expecting their orders, but then you kind of take a minute, you look up. And then you see the rest of the tents. They're doing the same shit, yeah. man. They're all yeah, they're all yeah, yeah. in that same space as you. So there there's that sense of camaraderie. Everyone knows what you're going through, but if you just like just buckle down, you can get through it and make some good money. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a perfect like <laughs> explanation of what For sure. night markets are. Yeah, I, that's why I love doing it. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be able to do another one. Obviously, with the the whole COVID season pandemic thing, that's gonna take a while. Um, but once 
everything gets back up, maybe we could do a, a like a impromptu GTK night. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just Dude, uh, yeah, just it's a lot. The vintage. Yeah, the vi- yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2019. Yeah. Dude, so so from general so to a mile pie, that's a complete. It's a pivot. 180. Yeah, yeah it's pivot. a pivot. Yeah, it's a pivot. Yeah. 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 So yeah, walk us through that. Like, what made you? I guess decided to go to Detroit style pizza versus for sure the the Asian style that you grew up accustomed to. Yeah. Um, so if, if, if COVID didn't happen, I think we would still be on the general. So train it's, it was proven. It was successful. People really enjoyed it. They would come out. Um, but we honestly, we just had to put that on pause. Like we couldn't, we couldn't do it like you guys. We couldn't, um, bag it up and, uh, market it and sell it and do that kind of um sales because everything i've picked up so far you just kind of had to cook then and there Mm -hmm. um so that wasn't gonna work out and we we put it on pause we just said hey let's just chill out let's see how long this um pandemic lasts and we can revisit this some other time because even before right right at the onset i had already invested in marketing like i had the logo and like i put some pretty a pretty coin yeah. on it and that kind of hurt <laughs> it's still there yeah. we're, we're gonna yeah. break it out one day but right now general so is uh he's not doing too hot he's on <laughs> he's on pause um and you know we were just Lori and I were just sitting at home and, uh, you know, I'd make these pies and for us to enjoy or like I said, with friends, we'd have friends over and it's just like, it's just something easy to cook um, and everyone loves and it wasn't like something that I explored at the onset, like, hey, I want to do this, I want to, I want to do this style, do it this way, sell this many, it was just, it's very organic. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I still have my day job and I'm not relying on this as a source of income. So I can be as free with it as I want to. I can sell as little or as much. I can put my twists on it and then just, just go with it and see what I can come up with. But the, the, I guess the number one thing um, that led me to the Detroit pie was, honestly, it's because of Via 313. I think they have one of the best pizzas in the United States. It's like it's it's super baller it's awesome um and i just missed it like you just you remember eating something and it has that nostalgic feeling to it when you you think about it um and that was what i remember was we were out on sixth street and we were i guess we were wasted or something and they had this trailer out they have i don't know if they still have it but they had this trailer out on east sixth uh so east austin it's I guess a more gentrified area now, but um, it was a little tiny shack out right inside outside of a bar, and there was just a huge line, and I had no idea. And <clears throat> so, a little tangent: my buddies in Atlanta and I, we had we have this kind of like not a code, but kind of like these rules. And one of the rules when traveling is if you see a line, you gotta get into it, no okay. matter what. Like if people are willing to wait, it's gotta be good, right? Yeah, so right. we saw the pizza. I had no idea what Detroit really was, uh, you know, outside of Jets and uh, Little Caesars. So we just, you know, got a, a, a pie. Like I think they're, um, they have a spicy pepperoni pie and it was, 
it was amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember eating it. Like, it was such a great night. And so, like, I thought of, I think of that. I I want to reproduce the pie because I cannot get it here in Dallas. You cannot. No one else can do it right now. And we we come pretty dang close. I'm not sure if we match the original, but from what I've heard from our customers, we're doing we're doing okay. We're doing right by Detroit. And that was that's yeah. my uh, from the from the get go. I wanted to make a Detroit pie that people from Detroit would love to eat. Okay, so you talk about Detroit, but for the people that don't know, what is the difference between Detroit pie? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a Detroit pie is not your standard round. So your standard round, you can have a New York style, um, you know, the, the thin crust that you see in like movies, yeah. you know, whatever they showcase in New York, a slice of cheese, slice of pizza, right. a slice of pepperoni. And then they have, you have a, um, a Naples style, a Neapolitan, where it's super thin, but the edges, the crust is kind of doughy and fluffy and airy. And those pies, they bake in like, a matter of minutes like maybe even less than a minute they they use these high heat oven brick ovens so that's those two those are the two types of pies that you're you're probably used to and so um for a detroit style pizza it's a a, a take on a classic sicilian pizza which is a square pie that's baked in a sheet pan this is um similar to the grandma pie in new jersey and new york um, it's a sicilian as well it's a little denser but it's also baked in a sheet pan with a lot of olive oil it's a it's like a focaccia uh, bread with toppings on it so detroiters took that and made it into their own i don't know the or exact origins of who did what and where but basically it's baked out of a um, blue steel pan back in the day they used blue steel pans to store car parts when they were working on the line and i guess someone had the genius idea to say hey these pans may double up as a cooking tin for your pizza and someone just threw you know some dough in there made it square um you take cheeses mainly brick cheese it's a wisconsin brick cheese it's similar to cheddar but it has high um fat content so that fat renders out and it basically fries the dough so you get this really crispy dough and the toppings are edge to edge so i say it's like it's a pizza for someone who doesn't like the crusts on regular pizzas i don't know if you you did crusts or not some people just toss them to the side depends uh, on pizza depends on the yeah, pizza for right, sure for right. sure um but for those who don't it's just the inside of a regular pizza, but it's all all the way to the crust. Ooh, it's yeah. delicious. I eat the whole thing. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah. eats the whole thing. <laughs> so, so just for everyone listening, we had a test run today. We did a desi, uh, uh, a desi pie or pies. We were doing a few of them. Um, we're gonna calibrate it, but we're maybe hopefully gonna do some type type of giveaway. Yeah, a giveaway. Yeah. Momo Shack, <clears throat> collab. For sure. Uh, so. One of the things I want to do with a Detroit, there's a there's a couple areas in Detroit that are, because um, it's a it's a melting pot mm -hmm. of a city as well, and there's a huge well there's a, a huge influx of Greek, um, uh, people who immigrated mm -hmm. here or Detroit 
from Greece, but then there's also a huge community of um, uh, Desi folks. So Mm -hmm. I guess to the west of Detroit, there's a place called Dearborn, and then towards the north of Detroit, there's a place called Hamtramck. So there's Mm -hmm. two kind of big settlements there. And I wanted to... I've always wanted to make a Desi pie because mm-hmm. in Atlanta they they're big on that too. Yeah, and so um, that was my inspiration. That's why we're here with Momo Shack today to make this Desi pie a reality. We're not there soon, yet, yeah. but soon. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it is coming. Yeah. So I think you're. We're gonna post it up on IG or something later on. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Two we'll weeks get from it now. Yeah. Giveaway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where, I guess that's where we're at. That's mm-hmm. how we got the uh, Detroit inspiration. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I, the reason I wanted to go with it was because honestly, it was just a necessity. There's nothing like mm-hmm. that here. And um, I think it's been a success. People yeah. people from Detroit or from Austin, they, they're saying, hey, this is this is close to a buddies or via three one three as I'll ever get in yeah. in Dallas. So the yeah the demand is here. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. So yeah, obviously like we've been keeping track of that too, and yeah, the demand is huge. Right. right? Everyone from all over Dallas is looking to get themselves a pie from mm-hmm. Eight Mile Pies. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, how are you managing that demand right now? Is it's so hot, and you're obviously <laughs> running a one man crew. For with sure. your wife, you know, running finances and everything. So how, how are you managing that part? I don't think I am, to be honest. Uh, I think we're missing out on a ton of sales uh, because it's honestly, it's just me right now. I'm doing all the prep, the procurement, the baking, the cleaning. Um, so I can only do, I think right now we're we're maxed out at 60 pies a week and we're we're going to slowly add on more um, to our capability. Uh, I'll try to do it without sacrificing the integrity of what I'm serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I get to that point, maybe we'll look into hiring another person to help out. But I like having it just me in the kitchen. I don't have to worry about anybody else. I can mm-hmm. control exactly what goes out. And if I see something that I don't like, I'll, mm-hmm. I won't send it out. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, right. I'll make it up to them somehow. Um, but so everything started out on IG. That's where we started. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where we needed some type of ordering system. So we set up an ordering system. We open up. Oh, it's almost 8 o'clock, isn't it? Oh, it's 8 Did we go? Yeah, you sold out. Okay, we just sold out. Hey, sold out. Yeah. 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 Yes. Go. Oh shit! Oh man! I was like, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> so we sold out. We sold out live yeah, on the on, on live stream, live. man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we 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 went to this website. It's it's still going good. There's a lot of pe- people who you can't make things perfect for everyone, but right. this has been as close to perfect as possible. Um, we release a set amount every week and on Sunday nights, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Sunday nights at eight, we open up our online ordering system and, um, we just announced it. We are partnering up with neighborhood goods here in legacy West and 
Plano, Texas. Dude, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So we'll be baking out of their kitchens on Tuesday evenings for for a while now. I think think our partnership was set to last six months, but, you know, um, that's that's the beauty with having a partnership and a pop-up ship. You can right. you can cut ties if you need to. You can right. you can move elsewhere. No one, you know, not 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 that they don't care, but they understand. You just have to move around, and mm-hmm. yeah. um, hopefully, we can set a good uh, working precedent for them to allow other pop ups because this is their actual first time having a pop up in their oh really yeah That's in their 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 restaurant their restaurant inside neighborhood goods is called Prim and Proper. So we're baking out of Prim and Proper. Got it. Um, so they wanted to test with us. We we had to get past all of the uh, the licensing, the permits, and the um, the insurance. But once that was covered, I think we're good to go. And then we'll work with them for a little while. And if they um, have chances, then mm-hmm. they'll offer those uh, opportunities to other pop ups. So we're not we're the first, but we're certainly not the last. Um, and then we're also we partnered up with Hot Sweets Patisserie. In Dallas on Northwest Highway, and they um, they were the first to give us um, a partnership or work with us. So we bake out of their kitchen on Saturday evening. So since they're not using it, we can come in and use their their space and you know cut them you know x amount off mm-hmm. the off the sales or a fee or whatever. So it's just it's just a way to. Um, for lack of a better term, reduce, reuse, recycle resources. Mm-hmm. So they're there, it's there, it's sitting there at night, no one's using it. Let me get in, let me use it, let me pay, help you pay. Because mm-hmm. certainly people are uh, missing sales nowadays. So th- this right. is a good way to supplement uh, their income as well. Now that's awesome. You know, congrats. You're moving thank to you, different thank cities. You. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I didn't think I'd come to the Burrs, but the demand <laughs> is there, now. man. I'm here, man. I'll Shout go anywhere. <laughs> Any advice on uh, partnerships? I mean, you've been doing pretty solid when you yes. to partnerships. Yeah. Like, what advice would you give people that are starting out? Mm. I think um, just reaching out in the first place to whoever you think you might like to work with and you where you think you have the opportunity there um everyone who's approached me and vice versa they've always been down it's just a matter of logistics and uh regulations at this point um because it's and and with covid you know you gotta you gotta um vet these people who you're right. get letting into your kitchen um so once you build i guess you have to build a, a friendship first and at least let them try your product and see who you are and what your goals are. Um, and just be like, just be really nice and decent. This yeah. is like, be this, nice yeah, just yeah. be a good <laughs> be human kind. being, man. <laughs> be, definitely be kind because, you know, it's just a, a weird time and there's just, it's just everything's so polar you know just yeah. you're on one end the or the other no everyone just right now they need they just want to eat good food and just yeah. like escape whatever the hell they're trying to escape it you know agree whether it's work or you know something at home or um being sick or healthy or not being able to get out you right. know there's just something that's going on right now so mm-hmm. uh, for people who's trying to who are trying to get into 
doing a pop-up or a partnership, just identify your goals, what you want, right. and identify what value you can add to these people mm -hmm. um, that you're asking for a partnership with because it is a partnership. Mm -hmm. you, it's not, it can't be one-sided. There are already uh, an established you know, place, place to eat, place to sell, or whatever. So they, they have more leverage as far as bargaining. So right. whether it be marketing or uh, supplemental income, you gotta identify what you can add, what value you can add to right. that for them. Right. You know what right. I mean? So I think that's the most important. And you would start off with that. Hey, I'm X Y Z. I sell this, that, and the other. Uh, I need your facilities to do this, but I would bring this to the table. I would mm -hmm. do this for you. Mm -hmm. Let me. If you're unsure, let me cook, let me give you some merch, you know, whatever right. I need this service. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what I can do. Uh, let me do some legwork first as right. well right. and um, show you that I can sustain this. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you have like one follower and you're trying to do something, mo most people won't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. um, do some legwork. IG is super crucial. Um, IG and maybe even Facebook. I'm not too, too keen on Facebook. Um, but IG was where it really helped me out. Like, there's so much marketing potential there, um, and yeah, I think that's where I'll, I'd have them start. So just yeah. come up with a pseudo business plan. Mm -hmm. Come up with what you want to do, your goals, and identify what value add um, you provide. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. For sure. So, in terms of you know everything happening post COVID, what do you see yourself doing after? Um, so this is still new for us. We're we still haven't found a, a solid cadence yet. We're still establishing these partnerships, and um, I'd like to continue on this path for now because I don't think a brick and mortar or open, opening up a real business in this climate is mm -hmm. the best idea. I, I think we should just wait it out um, and then just grind. In the meantime, you know, stack your chips, make that, you know, 100, 200, whatever X amount of money you make each week, mm -hmm. save it and then wait until the time is right. Um, but I'd like to see if I can sustain this momentum. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see if this is not just a fad, a trend that people want to get on. If I can continue these sales um, a year from now, then that's something that's kind of proven. You know, you have a mm -hmm. year underneath your right. belt and you're still selling out. That's cool. And um, I'm, most importantly for me, I think, is just to see who else gets in the game right now because it's just it's pizza anyone else can do it like mm -hmm. what's stopping and honestly nothing else is stopping all these other pizza shops the uh detroit style pizza everyone's doing it now yeah right. everyone's coming out with their own square mm -hmm. um detroit style but no one has a detroit pie that's where yeah. eight mile pies we yeah. this is like the realest thing that you would get outside of detroit and we we worked really hard on it and that's why i think i can do i can do this and work as a pop-up right now because no one else is going to be able to do this and any yeah anytime soon so let's just see how this goes for the next year let's just try to keep this cadence going maybe add more to our sales each week and see mm -hmm. what my max output is and then um obviously save up some coin 
mm-hmm. and if you know and I guess it allows and I'd start another business or because I still have my main job mm-hmm. um, right. and you know it's going very well so yeah, yeah it's, it's nice <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it's nice yeah. not yeah. to have to worry about where you're gonna uh, mm-hmm. find your next meal like I can yeah. just yeah. I can just do this and put my heart into it and make it a really good product but also at the end of the day I know that I can take care of what I need to take care of at mm-hmm. home provides that stability for sure yeah dude honestly we're in the same boat like yeah. we still have our full-time job yeah while grinding this thing on the side i think like you guys follow gary v you guys follow all these guys you know you gotta have that extra side hustle that passive income yep. whatever yeah. it may be like i'm you know i'm down for whatever man yeah i like to make pies but man i love to make money even more yeah Okay, so uh, for the people that haven't gotten your pies yet, how can they get an eight mile pie? Okay, cool. So um, tonight's too late. We obviously, yeah, yeah, you can't order for this week. So we release our menu every Sunday night at eight p.m. The menu, menu, it's it's. There's a couple of items that kind of stay on there, the popular ones, but we kind of try to rotate. And I'll I'll work on new pies if we mm-hmm. if we you and I uh, we all come up with a desi pie. I'd mm-hmm. love to have one on rotation too. Dude, oh yeah, um, pretty dope. Yeah, um, 8 p.m. Sunday nights. You order for the following Tuesday night in Plano or the following Saturday in Dallas. Okay. So we only serve uh, pies two nights a week. For the time being, okay. So yeah. you're saying order have to be in Sunday yeah. night, Sunday night, eight p.m. Eight p.m. All right. So one order day is Tuesday in Plano. Yeah. And then Friday night, Saturday. Oh, night. Saturday night yeah. in Dallas. In Dallas. Okay. So we only sell two nights a week. Um, I don't see myself opening up another night. We're just trying to scale up and then just try to do like let's say fifty. Okay. And then once we get there, we'll reassess and see if we can do you know, X amount, whatever the next level is. So Sunday nights is where it's at. Like we sell out, I don't know how fast nights sold out, but at least a few minutes. Like it's pretty quick. A few minutes. Seconds. You gotta be quick. (laughs) People are ready, man. They're just like refreshing the page. Dude, they're, they're ready for this. Like you, I'll get uh, text messages or DMs saying, Hey man, this is like, I look forward to this every single week. <laughs> what? Really, man? Come on. I guess no one else, right now, no one has anything else to do on a Sunday night. And it's something new, dude, to be it's honest. It's new, like, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm, I was saying, like, let's see, let's see how long this lasts. Because I feel like Dallas is a city of fads and, and trends. Once that trend, Once that trend plays out, you know, it's time for the next one. And I feel like there's nothing here... I don't think that has a lot of staying power. People go, you know, it ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like what, yeah, what, what, yeah, what kind of institutions are there that aren't barbecue related? Yeah, take your time, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, to be like for me, yeah, like I, I don't live in Dallas, okay, right? <laughs> I know a lot of institutions in like 
you know, Garland. Yeah, but if you, let's say, let's say you went out of town and someone was like, oh, you're from Dallas. I'm going to be there next, uh, next week. What do you recommend me getting in Dallas? That's not barbecue related. Oh, Momo Shack. Momo Shack. Oh, you see it? Oh my God. Yes, not a trend. Yeah. All right, well, it's yeah, you heard it here <laughs> first, everyone. Momo Shack yeah. is an institution of Dallas. You need to get on that train. Yeah. yeah, you hit up their secret <laughs> sauce, man. <laughs> yes, no, that's good. That's good for sure. But you get where I'm coming from, right? Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, I still gotta think on that. I'll, yeah, I'll right. Back to you on the next podcast. Daniel, yeah, what's up? Can you think of something? Man, I'm still thinking. Yeah. yeah. Are you you guys are from Dallas, yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not from Dallas. I'm, Plano, I'm Texas, from Vietnam. But... Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> let's just say for the for the, for the most part, yeah, yeah. you're you're yeah. Dallas side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, just think about it. That's true. Yeah. I can't think of it. like if uh, I we moved here three years ago, and um, if someone asked me what I've enjoyed the most, I couldn't really have something that really stand by. If, if now I can say, hey, if you're in Austin, you can go to uh, Via Three One Three. That's what I used right, to say. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but hopefully one day we'll make uh, Eight Mile Pie an institution. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, right? Eight Mile Pie slash Momo Shack. Momo Shack. Yeah. yeah, Joint Ghost Kitchen. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that. Hopefully, you know, that is the future for the both of us. You know, taking it from a ghost kitchen pop up to an actual commercial space yeah. that that becomes an institution of in the city of Dallas. Yeah. Right. So hopefully we can keep this demand up and, mm-hmm. and meet that demand with Yeah. Types of, hopefully. You know, um I think if do you have more time? Yeah. Okay, sure. cool. That's yeah. Cool. I didn't yeah, know what you know, you're yeah, wrapping yeah, up yeah. or whatever. Hey, I'm gonna slow down, man. Come on, bro. So You've heard of the ghost kitchen concept, right? right? Yeah. And even before this, all this ghost kitchen stuff, I, I really liked the idea of... So in in Malaysia, there's a concept called the hawker concept, right? You know what a hawker is, right? I don't. I don't a, know. H-A-W-K-E-R. It's a person, like at a ball game, they say, hey, here's ice cold beer, here, get your peanuts. That's a hawker. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, they yell out to you. Okay. So in Malaysia, you have like what are essentially food halls, but they're just like they're massive food halls and they're filled with hawkers and they try to get you to come in and buy their food, whether it's street food or mm-hmm. actual plated food, whatever. Because right now, it's not even just street food anymore. They're, they're like Michelin-starred chefs in these kitchen stalls. In Malaysia. In Malaysia, aren't they hawker? Uh-huh. And they're serving like chicken rice and yeah. it's a Michelin star. Um, I kind of want to do something like that here to have like it's a it's a commissary mm-hmm. but it's also a commissary that you can have a stall out and we can all share mm-hmm. uh, a communal kitchen oh. so the i guess the I, I don't know if you guys have explored trying to start your own brick and mortar but the the costs to to build a business mm-hmm. it's it's enormous people are people are yeah. paying quarter quarter of a million half a million full million yeah. to start a restaurant and, that, and then you know, you wonder why all these businesses are turning over because they, they just cannot, Keep you up know, with the cost. Yeah. yeah, those fees, the the notes that you pay uh, the bank, it's it's outrageous. So mm-hmm. why not get, you know, I don't know, five, ten 
decent or not even decent just decent people but really great pop-ups let's all share a space let's all cut that you know divide that cost by mm-hmm. 10 yeah so if you're paying two thousand bucks a month for uh, a place you can pay 200 bucks and that will allow you to make a lot more money you know yeah. keep your right. keep your costs right. super low because you're sharing mm-hmm. you know and it, 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 if you're not sharing that space to people who are selling there you can at least operate as a commissary for other pop-ups to mm-hmm. where you're not price gouging them on right. hours because you guys have been to revolving door kitchen right we i drove by and yeah. I, I know what it is so yeah. they're they're charging these excuse me these commissaries they're charging 15 30 bucks an hour to operate out of their you know their kitchen space mm-hmm. yeah so that's a lot man yeah. it, it adds up yeah so a pop-up can't afford that maybe they can afford 10 bucks an hour yeah. but if you're if you're splitting between enough people and have um times where people come in have it all you know set out then you you know you'd save a lot of money yeah that's that's i think that's where we're headed towards if not me then it's definitely going to be someone else like the the concept of a food hall it's it's not new Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just the way they operate it needs to be more efficient yeah and i think yeah i really like what you're saying and on a business and like it makes sense for you know these pop-ups to join together right it's cost efficient and you get to you know share your food yeah. in, a, in a low cost yeah. manner yeah i think on the consumer side as well do like we don't have that around here no and that's like not at all yeah right? and i think that's what makes the night market so popular like dude like if you guys haven't been to a night market before dude that shit gets packed yes and i think is people of dallas we don't have that you know we don't have a lot of different variety of ethnic foods yeah all lined up in one space where where you can go from booth to booth yeah trying you know like a cuisine from from the cajun area slash Sichuan, yeah and then hop over and eat filipino food and hop over and eat himalayan food in the span of five minutes yeah like, you don't have that no right and yeah. if you do like at these food halls like in legacy legacy west whatever like they charge you a ridiculous ridiculous amount of yeah money. for tacos exactly for tacos right <laughs> so yeah so far we haven't had a model that yeah. that works for both the business and the consumer yeah right so yeah dude i i love that idea so if it's not me it's going to be someone else but the, I, I just want to like will that out into the world right just want to speak it into existence yeah. like yeah because it's I think it's doable because let's let's take for instance our our night markets like what are they they're essentially we're sharing the same space and yeah. people are coming because they know they can have access to 10 20 different cuisines mm-hmm. at, at one time mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer you just go in we all share a kitchen mm-hmm. the permitting we can share that too anything anything cost related we can just split it and mm-hmm. that just helps us grow because right. You know, the more money you make, the faster you can expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes sense from a business standpoint for sure. Do you have any pop-ups in mind? You know, if you had to pick your top three. Yeah. Oh, top three. <laughs> my, my space top eight. Yeah, top eight. Uh, obviously, Tom. Tom with my space. Tom with my I go Momoshack. There you go. I go, right, man. Okay. You're gonna make me make some enemies yeah. with this. Guy, bro. <laughs> uh, or top ten. Top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, 
Let's do let's do nude boys. Let's do Sando Ichi. Let's do Ulam. Okay. Momoshak, obviously. Um, what other pop ups are there? I like. Who else do I like? I like uh, Rudy's Food Shack. They're okay. really good. Oh, I haven't tried they have their yeah. burritos. They pretty I've tank, had the burritos. Yeah, the they burritos. do a Cali burrito. Oh. It's really good. Um, I like Picadera. Oh, Picadera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their food is yeah. really good. They're, they're, what is they're Dominican. Dominican. Yeah. yeah. Um, dang, who else, man? I think let's just leave it at that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm definitely making enemies tonight. <laughs> um, Moza Repa. Okay. Our most Pancho oh, now. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 uh, okay. My bad, I like Mo. That. I got you, dog. <laughs> no, it's all... <laughs> <laughs> He's busy being head chef somewhere. Yeah, right? for yeah. sure. He didn't have time for the yeah. pop-up <laughs> games. Um, uh, let's see. Let's just let's just leave it at yeah, that. Honestly, that's a pretty solid lineup. And shout is, out man. to them, man. Yeah. Shout out to all the pop-ups. Yeah, they're out there hustling. Did I do Nacho Lola's? Nacho Lola. Yeah, Nacho Lola. Oh, my bad, my bad, guys. Yeah, but like you said, you know, these these commissary space, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a staple of, of pop-ups being there, right? Yeah. If you, you yeah. can't be there that night, you can, you know, Switch fill in that yeah. spot, right? Like, so it's, it's a revolving uh, kitchen. Yeah. yeah, a revolving space yeah. of mm-hmm. different kitchens and yeah. different cuisines all in one space. Dude, that's dope. I would love it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna will it into it. Yeah. we're gonna make it happen. Dude, let's like, talk about this. Second second podcast. We're we're predicting yeah. the future yeah. within the next five yeah. years. This is in <laughs> seven podcast. We're setting up a business plan for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 coming back. Guys. Yeah, coming back. <laughs> Do you guys have a business plan yeah. like tomorrow? <laughs> we got a whiteboard right there. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. it up for sure. I'm totally down, man. I it's it's just. It's been really fun. Yeah. If anything, yeah. like I know it's it it's hard. It's grimy. You mm-hmm. you know you're just like, man. Sometimes you're just like it sucks. It's you're yeah. tired, but yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. yeah. It is, man. It's fun, and and you know like all these people that you named out, right? They're essentially parts of a community that yeah. we've all been a part yeah. of for the past year, year and a half, yeah. right? So it's it's really cool to to want to succeed. But at the same time, succeed with your community. Yes. Right. That was big too. I didn't realize how friendly people could be uh, in the restaurant game because, you know, for restaurants, it's such a hard industry to be in. You're always looking out for number one. You're not necessarily dogging on other people, but you're Mm -hmm. definitely not helping out. Yeah. And this, like, everyone who came up underneath the whole, um, sandwich hag night market gang yeah they yeah. like everyone like everyone helps each other out yeah. and they're always there to support and sometimes i'm just said saying you know hey chill out you don't need to yeah you don't need to come order some pies <laughs> and i can got, I got <laughs> yeah. this bro yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, i think i think chef Ray did a really good job of of laying out that structure of yeah like, of a supportive structure instead of like a competitive one yes right like yeah. everyone is out for themselves mm-hmm. um yeah but instead you know everyone is supporting each other like after you get mobile shack like yo, you sure. gotta you gotta go over to general stuff yeah. you gotta go over to now your lola's get their stuff too right like there's because how, how many people live in dallas what, what do you think a million million yeah let's say a million, like a million, one yeah. million one actual there's, research yeah. yes there's a a million let's say 1.5 million people there's plenty to go around you know you yeah. don't need to compete exactly yeah, yeah. especially even on like a pizza standpoint like I, if pe- people want to do Detroit, so be it, man. There's like 
there's a million people. So there's Dude, a ton yeah. of yeah, yeah. There's a lot of money to be made during this time. Yeah. Yeah. There's abundance for sure, man. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, looking at your IG bio, like you talk about kindness, you know, like, I love that shit. Dude. It's <laughs> hard work, kindness, you know. You just got to yeah. grind, man. Yeah. Work hard and just be a decent person. Yeah. That's like I said, thing, about yeah. the, during this time, you know, it's just, it's just refreshing to meet cool people. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're you're pretty cool yourself. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so the name Eight Mile Pies. Oh, nice, right. cool, man. So that's uh, you mean kind of I'm, I'm I'm assuming is is coming from Eight Mile, the movie. For sure, absolutely. Right? Like, I mean, so, so that's a hip hop reference. <clears throat> like, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that. When, when I first started, uh, like I said, well, I wanted to do this for an apartment complex. So the apartment we live in is Wycliffe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just picked the name because I had no idea what this is going to blow up into. I said, hey, Wycliffe Pies, whatever, you know. And, you know, this this took off, and I hated the name. I did not like it. It just sounded <laughs> weird, man. Yeah. Like, who is this person? Who's Wycliffe? Who's Cliff? Yeah, who is Wycliffe? <laughs> Where is this? Yeah. Um, so I – we. I'm not from Detroit, and so I don't know much about the city itself. Right. Um, but from what I've gathered, um, there's a couple pockets of villages, just like kind of here too. Mm-hmm. Um, but up there, it's more established. There's like Corktown, Greektown, uh, the other, the Dearborn, like mm-hmm. more suburbs, and the Hamtramck. So I kind of wanted to do a play on those, but you have to know the city. So the only people who would get it are Detroiters. Right. Um, and if I asked you to name something that reminds you of the city of Detroit, what are you going to say? Like, first off, someone young, millennial, what are you going to say? Eminem. Big Sean, too. Big Sean, for sure. He just dropped the album. And so, yeah, that movie, 8 Mile, came out a while back. And, you know, if you're a hip-hop head, you definitely watched it. You watched all the oh, battle yeah. scenes. Yeah. And uh, growing up in New Orleans, like, I loved hip-hop. And this is kind of my ode to it. Uh, if you would call it something, it'd be mm-hmm. something like that. But it's also something, when you see it, you kind of have an idea of what it is. Um, yeah, so 8 Mile was what we came yeah. up with and what stuck. Dude, and it stands out, man. Yeah, people, like, like, once they see it, they're like, oh, that's a Detroit spot. Yeah. 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 It it checks all the check boxes. Yeah, it does. So are you into hip-hop? Like, is that... Yeah, just a little bit, man. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I'm on on our hip-hop heads on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) You freestyle. No, man. No, no, no. You put me on the spot, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, you got your, your top three, I'm guessing, for your hip-hop yeah. artists. What's your top three? Oh, hip-hop artists? Yeah. Oh, dang. You're putting dang. me on blast yeah, like that? Bro. This is mm. a All right. Top three. It can be from the past, oh, too. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, shit. Damn, this is tough, yeah, dude. There's so tough. many in there. Um, putting me on the spot, too. Give me one second to collect my thoughts. Yeah, ready to answer uh, yeah. <laughs> I can go <laughs> while we wait. Yeah, you know, right, we'll give you some time. Okay, okay, so I'll go with J. Cole. Okay. <laughs> Number one. You know, he's a, he's a goat. Yeah. The way he, you know, brings all the social issues and talks about it in his music. And, you know, just talking from uh, humble beginnings and then you see the progress that he has made. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. So J. Cole, for sure. Right. Go with uh, Nipsey Hustle, just for what he stands for. 
Mm. Yeah. Hard work, okay. dedication, hustle, and motivate. Okay. You know, you know, whenever you have to go to work, like it has to be Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's top two. Man, the last one. It's a tough one. I would go with Biggie, just because of his flow, man. Flow, yeah. yeah, just the flow, man. All right. I think I, I've narrowed it down. All, All right. right. Go for it. Number one would be Jay. Okay. Black album, Blueprint. Ooh. Um, He's the GOAT. Yeah. Number two would be Lil Wayne. Louisiana. Louisiana. Because yeah. um, he definitely reps the city that I grew up in. Um, and his flow sick. All, all most of his uh, albums, but most of his, um, not the albums. What's the other albums? Mixtapes. Mixtapes. Yeah. yeah. They dropped three. Yes. Yeah. Those have been fire. So those. Uh, so Jay, Lil Wayne, and I'm gonna go with Most Def. Most Def. Yes. Okay. okay. Why is that? Uh, I just love his flow, man. Yeah. He, he's very smooth. Um, he's obviously a great rapper, actor, entertainer, mm -hmm. but as far as hip hop albums, like, um, I love Black Star, so I loved him and Talib Kweli, but I love yeah. the way he sounded from, in those albums. Yeah. And even after, um, it's just his flow is very sick. It's very yeah. smooth. Dude, dang. That's a, that's a good list, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. What about you? Man, for me... That's a tough one too. I was uh, I I would agree with J Cole, mm -hmm. right? He's he's a very conscious rapper that talks about you know society issues that we're all going through today. Uh, number two, Louisiana. Yes, right, Louisiana baby. Yeah. I think uh, he was one of the biggest influences that I've had growing up because when he got big was when I went through my adolescent years. For sure. All right, yeah. seventh grade through, <laughs> through uh, you know, whenever, like, yeah. uh, 11th grade. You could relate. I could I'm relate, sorry. yeah. He was on <laughs> yeah. every single feature, yeah. like, For sure. he was hot. Yeah. Like, best rapper alive yeah. at that time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, to 2011. And I, I would say the third one, um, Childish Gambino. Ooh, yeah. I, nice. I, I, not in a sense of, like, rap. He's a great rapper, yeah. but like, I think he's... He's a musician. A musician. Like, yeah. He's such a talented musician, yeah. right? Like he's, you know, he can sing, he can rap, he can direct, he can, he's a comedian. He can it, bro. Yeah, he's, he's a, he can do it all. Yeah. And it just, like, I love the progression of, of his, his growth yeah. throughout the, um, his career. Yeah. I right? started out with, you know, all the, the classic mixtape, cul-de-sac, camp, and then like he moved towards like making music, yes. like very melodic. And, and instrumentals. Yes. And, yeah, dude, I fucking love Charles Gambino. Dude, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta reevaluate. Yeah, right? Dude. <laughs> I love Gambino. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Yeah. Dang. Dude, I wish yeah. you told me beforehand so I could, like, dude, really go through dude, the archive. Yeah, because yeah, right? I'm, I'm, there's yeah. so many people, man. There's a lot. <laughs> and it, it, it depends on the day, too, right? Like, whatever you, mood you're in that yeah, day, like, yeah. it's a different artist. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, so when we when we picked the name, I wanted to just kind of showcase, um, obviously Detroit, but then the fact that we're kind of pretty much into hip hop. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I really love that music. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, for us, like that's the culture that we grew up with. For sure, hip hop culture. Yeah. I think like yeah. the way that I speak right now, like my accent, and everything about me is like hip hop based. Yeah. Right. Uh, me, me and him had, had this little discussion. Okay. It was like, I think if we came here 
and we listen to like different types of music let's say like i listen to rock or like country mm -hmm. i wouldn't have this voice that i have today <laughs> i think the reason why i got a perfect english accent kind of like southern yeah like urban yeah. is because of rap music really like i had to like replicate the rhymes <laughs> and replicate the accent and like tonal marks and yeah. everything like that's that's how i got my my accent today is because of hip-hop that's awesome yeah and then also just being immigrants i think we can connect Absolutely. with the pain you know that yeah. they talk the about the struggle yeah. and then just you know trying to make it yeah i think that's awesome man yeah and i feel like you kind of agree too right like it's just the grind like for sure in, absolutely. In the, kitchen, the hustle right? the yeah. hustle uh more so for just like the boss man like i like <laughs> the boss. yeah absolutely when i'm in the kitchen i want like something to groove to something to like made your make your yeah. head bop you know so just what's your playlist right now while making pizza Ooh, dang uh obviously jay dilla donuts okay, okay. that's like right. first and foremost like if you're if you're doing anything detroit it's yeah. jay dilla um, I, I've been on this like lo-fi hip hop beats, like classical study jazz, too? like acid jazz. Yeah, to study. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's like jazz. Like even Will Smith is doing his own version All too. For real? Yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. Um, so those are the two that I'm. That's on heavy rotation. Like, I, I love the lo-fi sound right yeah. now. Whether it be the the jazz portion of it they're hip-hop beats um just a very low gritty that lo-fi mm -hmm. and it's very pleasant to listen to and it just like yeah. it kind of yeah, it hypnotizes you yeah, yeah and yeah. then you're you know you're I'm, I'm cranking out pies like you just kind of get in the zone and then it just really passes the time it's very melodic it's yeah like you're really hypnotized yeah yeah dude no i agree man yeah. i think like our senior year of college yeah like in order to study Dude, that's that's the only playlist that I would put on. Like maybe some classical <laughs> music too. Yeah, just get you in that zone. Just yeah, focus. I would say jazz in jazz instruments mm -hmm. with, along with hip hop beats, Ooh. and set a lo fi like pass over it. Like it's awesome. Yeah, I can't get enough of it right yeah. now. <laughs> Dude, that girl on the album cover. Yes, right. Iconic man. Right. Yeah. They get they get so many views every single day. It's uh, it's up on my um, computer every yeah. single day. Yeah. That cat. Yeah. That cat that's sitting on the. Where is that cat gonna go? You got, yeah, Are you guys ever yeah. done studying? Come forever, on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when I'm working, I work a like a desk job, so I'm at the computer, and so I'll, I'll have that up mm -hmm. all day too, and it's usually that. Um, but as far as more like recent artists. I'll always listen to uh, Drake. Love okay. Drake. Yeah. Love Tracy. his. Yeah. Uh, he's got some new. Uh, pop star. Yeah, yeah. Pop star. Yeah. yeah. I would love listening to more, the older stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what, what would you say is your favorite Drake album? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Take Care. His very first one, debut album, right? Oh no, uh, Thank no. Me Later was. Take care. Is that the one with Marvin's room? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude, yeah, that's yeah. a classic. Yeah, that's a yeah. classic. Those are bangers, man. Yeah. I can listen through that whole album on repeat. And then his uh his mixtape, so far gone. Oh, I think that's an album oh, now. Yeah, but his yeah, mixtape, yeah, yeah, I can definitely listen to that album the entire way through on repeat. Yeah. Dude, that one's fire. Yeah, successful was there. Yes. Dude. Yeah, it's crazy how he has been doing it for so many years. 
and he's, he's been just, in the game forever. Yeah, like hit after and he's hit. still on yeah. top. Yeah, Dang, and he's dude. about to go independent, isn't oh, he? he? Is yeah, so he's Dang. finished his deal with Young Money and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wow. so if he goes in- independent, it's gonna shake things up. Yeah, so, I think he's gonna have a problem with that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So Drake, I'm also yeah. listening to J Cole. J. Cole's team, there's a guy, Boz. Boz. Dude, I yeah. love Boz. Dude, Dreamville is where it's yeah. at. He has All a All the Dreamers? Lineup. Yeah. yeah um, who else am I listed? Uh, aside from that, um, Keshi. Have you ever heard of Keshi? Uh-uh. Haven't. So it's this Chinese kid from Houston, and he has, he's a singer, like an R&B singer, uh-huh. and his, his stuff is so fire right so now. So how do you spell it? I'm K-E-S-H-I. He's okay. based out of Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's there anymore. He's touring, but now he's based out of LA. So I'll listen to a ton of that. Okay. And his is more, has that lo-fi, kind uh-huh. of like an old school R&B okay. vibe to it. Dang. All right. Check it out, man. Yeah, dude. There's so many new artists. Yeah. Dude, like, there's so it's, many. It's such like it's really tough to keep up with all these new artists that come up. Yeah, I, I'm a victim of the uh, Spotify. What's what you know is related to your playlist the type deal. Hole. Yeah, the rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, but like, there's so much more outside of that. The you got to get out of the al- algorithms. Mm-hmm. So I, I lean heavily on TikTok actually. Okay. Because there's people That's on TikTok yeah. who um they'll they'll spit out playlists, especially like like. Uh, full like albums that you need to listen through the whole uh-huh. thing and they'll just spit out some tracks or uh-huh. some al- albums and I'll just go listen to it and then you know like it or not whatever yeah dude yeah TikTok is one of the biggest reasons why artists blow up yeah right yeah yeah, yeah we always get a text from Leeson and he's like hey check this TikTok music we gotta do our TikTok guy yeah Reels. For sure, yeah. just killing it with social media. I'm yeah. waiting for you guys to do a dance with Momos, man. Oh, it's coming, bro. <laughs> it's coming. We got some moonwalks coming. It's a secret. But but TikTok and IG, it's such a game changer for yeah. me. Like you get on, you get up on trends. You yeah. even if you don't want to stare at all the people who are doing the dumb stuff, you can right. like kind of really filter in on what you really want to see yeah um so most of mine end up being like food related mm-hmm. or like adventure outdoor stuff mm-hmm. right um like clothes or whatever yeah but yeah food is a big thing yeah dude instagram has been huge I right mean, like, instagram yeah. is the sole reason why yeah we're here today doing what we do it's such a great medium to like learn and right. promote and i just hope that they don't cloud it up with um Forex traders. Yeah. <laughs> Forex traders. <laughs> Stonks. Yeah, dude. Forex. <laughs> uh, or just advertisements. Like, yeah. just keep yeah. the UI clean and make sure you know you get to target whoever you need to target. And right. It's such yeah. a great tool. Yeah, it's so interesting to see how IG is you know adapting to what happens right whenever Snapchat was hot. Yeah. They came up with the stories. Yeah. And now like everybody's using stories yeah. and how that you know TikTok is uh you might get banned i mean we don't know right so yeah. i came up with real mm-hmm. have you tried real like is that no i haven't i think the ui is a little clunky right now just getting to it um i don't know i and i haven't been really good at actually making videos stories is easy you just press your button and mm-hmm. then you just tag or whatever that's easy but like reels it's for creators it's for people who want to sit there and like 
take time to dissect a bunch of clips together and I'm not I'm not there yet I'm just yeah. a little too busy to do that yeah you can ask Leeson to, to make some reels for you yeah Leeson you got some reels for us man um, he makes six to nine reels a day <laughs> yes <laughs> so he's a he's a, he's a content creator yeah he now. is a content yeah. creator <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> no but I, honestly like I'm, I'm like we're all trying to learn how to make it too yeah like um I think it's a lot, for me, it's a lot easier than TikTok because the videos that you, you use for reels is, like, are the videos that you take on your story, Stories? right? Okay. Like, yeah. it's pretty much the same, like, format, same um, interface, and I think it's just about piecing it together. Okay. That's, yeah, that's yeah. something that I'm still having trouble yeah. with. But, um, I don't think I'm there quite there just yet. Yeah. I don't know. I like stories. It it's, 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 whatever takes me the least amount of time to connect mm -hmm. I'll do right um, if if they get to a point where I can learn how to you know cut these snips together real quick like in 10 seconds mm -hmm. or 20 seconds then I'll do it but um, I, I value my time I need to take that image or re mm -hmm. repost or whatever and then get out of there yeah yeah dude yeah no honestly like is uh, you know with marketing for your own company and doing a lot of operations, yeah. like it, it can get a lot, right? So how do you find that balance between your daytime job and your side business? Man, I don't think I have yet, man, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I think I freak out, uh, and you can ask Lori, I freak out a lot. Now. <laughs> I haven't freaked out this much in a long time. It's pretty stressful. It is. Because people were like, you know, not only are you tasked with promoting, and you gotta keep up with that. You gotta. Some people do it once a day. I don't. I don't think I can do it once a day. Mm -hmm. Maybe once a week, and answering emails or answering, you know, DMs of people asking you how do I order, which you know we make readily available in our FAQs. But yeah. you know, people don't read. They just. Yeah. They just want to DM you because it's yeah. fast. They want to get. Right. They want to get the information as soon as possible. Right. And there's no easier way than to just DM someone and get that, you know? So I don't think I've struck that balance just yet. I think it'll take time. Um, but that website helps out big time. You can list out whatever you want. You can put all your content on there. Um, yeah, I think the website helped out a lot. Oh, immensely, yeah. It, What's it, the website? So. Uh, it's eight, the, the number eight, milepies.com, easy. Or you yeah. can go on Google and search, like, you can search uh, Detroit Pizza in Dallas or Dallas Detroit Pizza. That's and the number one option. Yeah. Well, hopefully after this podcast, it'll yeah. be the number one option. Yeah. They will. They will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're staying there. Yes. Um, so, yeah, th I think that's where we're at. The The website helped uh, filter out a lot of the, the questions. and Because, mm -hmm. you know, we're still a pop-up. People are unsure of what we do, who we are, where we're at. So um, that the website helps out with that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. 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 It's impressive that you're doing both things, right? You're the chef and you're doing the business side. Like, that's a lot. It's only out of necessity right yeah. now. I don't, yeah. I don't have anyone else. Lori can only do so much with the back office stuff, and I don't want to ask her to do... This is this is you know what I wanted to do. I don't want it to right. to pressure her to do you know mm -hmm. something I want. Yeah, no, it's impressive for sure, Matt. And like the business side, you know, you're doing such a great job. Like you understand consumer behavior. You understand you know, what catches people's attention. Understand the scarcity aspect of it. Like, how do you 
learn all of these things? Is is it just like by? No, I know. I'm still <laughs> learning it as I go, man. <laughs> that's same with us. That's the beauty of it. Like, with with all of us, we're all in the same position. We're all right. grinding. We're all hustling. And like I said, those little bits of tribal knowledge that you just pick up, and then you're if you're willing to share, it really helps out your fellow pop up immensely. Mm-hmm. So, just being open with your knowledge transfer. Um, yeah, I think that's helped me out a lot. And as far as learning and what to learn, I, I still don't know. Um, I just do it. And then if someone tells me I can't do it, then I learn that way. Or yeah. that if someone tells me I need to do something, that's right. how I learn. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it's about how much you can sell, right? You, mm-hmm. If you're if you're doing something right, you're going to be making money. If you're right. not doing it right, right you're not going to be making money. Yeah. Yeah, man. At, at the end of the day, it's trials and errors. Yeah. Right? And yeah, shout out to, to all the people and all the pop ups that have came before us and mm-hmm. just laying down the groundwork. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Sandwich Hack. Shout out to Cal. Shout out to Ulam. Dude, yeah. we take a, a ton of ideas from them and yeah. implement to ours. Yeah. Right. And just, just improvise. Yeah. <laughs> as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Once you you improvise and you once you find something that sticks to the wall, mm-hmm. you just stick with it. Yeah, yeah, just testing it out, yeah. right? Like this podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're learning from the great JRE. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any DMT in yeah. there? Right now? I, actually, I do. Give <laughs> <laughs> me in the back. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a for like it's a continuous journey. It's an iterative process. You just find what works and then you add it to your quiver and then you just keep on using it yeah and you know that you don't i guess for me it's like if if you stop selling or if people stop responding you either pivot and change what you sell or how you sell it Mm -hmm. or you just stop and you just find something else because the at the end of the day the customer the consumer will let you know what you need to be doing yeah that's the feedback you need yeah yeah damn Dude, that's how long have we been doing this, man? I think an hour and a half. Oh shit! Yeah. When I when I listen to JREs, I'm like, how do they talk forever? But we're yeah, yeah, dude, we're we're at it, yeah, crushing it. Yeah, dude, you're just dropping. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, seriously, man. You guys are taking some notes. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully, man. I'm taking notes too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, man, dude, thank you for for coming on and you know dropping a ton of knowledge. Thanks, for man. all of us to, Thanks y'all to for hear. having us. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and it's yeah, congrats good. again on the Neighborhood Goods partnership. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, let's, let's see where this thing takes us you know, a couple months from now. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, it'll take some time, but we're, like I said, we're, we're learning and hopefully we learn the correct things, the right things, the, the right way to do or run our operation. And hopefully we can feed the people of Dallas great food and you know, add value to the city somehow. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that and just the inspiration that comes from it. You're inspiring a ton yes. of people, including yeah. us, nice. including me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, do any any last words for our listeners? Um, honestly, hmm, let's see, last words? Just treat each other like real, you know, decent human beings. Just yeah. be nice to each other. Yeah. Everyone needs to work hard, keep yeah. your head down and try to help out your fellow person 
and stop being a dick bag. Yeah, stop being Love a dick bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it, man. See y'all. All right. Dude, 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 dude good job. Dude.